Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning London time on Thursday, the 1st of February. The rather violent swings in US equity market pricing yesterday probably tells investors all they ever need to know about the quality of US Federal Reserve Chair Powell's communication skills. Investors were generally divided ahead of the Federal Reserve meeting, with the pessimists looking for a significant recession later this year, requiring future aggressive policy action, and the realists looking for a soft economic landing with a slower pace of rate reductions over the course of this year, more or less keeping real inflation-adjusted interest rates stable. What we have from the meeting statement and the press conference is a policy stance that certainly leans towards the soft landing scenario. The very explicit signal that the chair does not support a March rate cut is in line with the idea that the Fed will want to be sure inflation has fallen before reacting to that decline. Of course, Powell was not necessarily speaking for the whole of the FOMC at that moment, but the Fed has a weird habit of not disagreeing with the chair. Things would be better if the Fed were more like the Bank of England, where there is no problem without voting the governor. On the inflation front, we will be getting unit labour cost data from the states today, which should be important. But you have to believe the productivity data to believe the unit labour cost data, and you have to believe the GDP data to believe the productivity data, and no one really believes the GDP data is precise. The confirmation that US interest rates have peaked and easing will likely start in the second quarter should grow in popularity amongst investors. However, there was also discussion by Powell of quantitative policy. Central bank control rests on three pillars, monetary, quantitative and regulatory. And it's important to consider all three when assessing the impulse the central bank is providing to the market and the wider economy. Economies today have a higher liquidity preference than they did in the past. Pandemic-era savings, stashed as cash, is an increase in liquidity demand, although the wisdom of storing cash in a shoebox under the bed can be questioned. This, amongst other factors, suggests that central bank balance sheets are likely to be larger than they were back in the early 2000s. Obviously larger in nominal terms, but also larger as a share of GDP. Fed Chair Powell signalled that the Federal Reserve would be discussing the pace of quantitative tightening at the March meeting. That's unlikely to lead to a change in policy at that point, but it suggests that there may be a slowing in the pace of quantitative policy tightening in the states during the second quarter. We now switch to the Bank of England and the uh, ensuing press conference. The bank has two advantages over the Federal Reserve. First, it is headed by an actual real-life economist with qualifications and everything. Second at least with the current governor, the press conference will be given in King's English, and everything sounds so much more convincing with a British accent. The bank is not going to change policy today, of course, but the inflation data is slowing, as it is elsewhere, and the bank should look through the weirdness of UK energy pricing, which may cause some short-term distortions. 
The timing, not the inevitability of rate cuts, is therefore the question. And as with the Fed, the approach to quantitative policy is also going to be of some interest. In Europe, Dutch consumer price inflation rose, defying the trend of lower and lower than expected inflation that came out from Germany and France yesterday. The media will undoubtedly say that inflation rose more than expected, but as virtually no one forecasts Dutch consumer price inflation, the reported market consensus is not to be taken too seriously. There will be localised peculiarities in inflation around the world, as the general trends of durable goods disinflation or deflation and the reversal of profit-led inflation manifest themselves. It is the general trend down in inflation that is the thing to focus on. And as per yesterday's data, the bias is going to be for inflation to surprise to the downside more often than not, because both the rise and the fall of a profit-led inflation episode are not properly captured in mathematical forecasting models. Euro-area aggregate consumer price inflation data is due later today. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.